time. This is your host, James B. of Faith and Fitness Podcast, featuring topics on nutrition, fitness, and health. Discussion and content will range from motivational tips to exercise technique to help a person embrace a healthier lifestyle. Today's episode, we're going to focus on the fact that alcohol and fitness don't mix. There are several major elements that I want to touch on first in regard to the alcohol portion of this episode regarding why alcohol and fitness can't mix. First, for safety reasons. We all know when we're under the influence of alcohol, there's no way that our motor skills will be in order and we can make several mistakes. We can actually injure ourselves um, if we drink alcohol and try to train or if we're drinking alcohol excessively day to day and week to week. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw in the word drugs. Alcohol, drugs, it's hard to put these two components in if you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle, especially in the fitness arena, where if, even if you're just doing walking, especially now as we're in the spring, about to go into the summer, and you're walking and you're overheating And if it's based on alcohol consumption, you're basically possibly dehydrated. So uh, alcohol and fitness don't mix. Also, if you're on drugs, it's hard to really be consistent and be accountable. And once again, you'll eventually hurt yourself because you know the alcohol and the drugs is affecting your mind which lead to uh, safety issues. So I wouldn't advise anyone to try to train, especially the next morning after a large amount of alcohol has been consumed or if you're doing drugs. So I just pray that the people that are listening to this podcast, uh, I pray for you and Pray and hope that you don't have an alcohol or drug addiction. Another component associated with the alcohol and drugs, uh, first we touched on the, the safety, but it's hard for you to be focused if you're under the influence of alcohol or drugs. And once again, you can injure yourself, especially if you're doing movements where you're lifting weights and you're getting up under weights or pressing weights on your shoulders or with your legs, uh, your focus could, could be off, which could lead to injury. So I wouldn't advise no one to try to attempt to lift weights if you're under the influence of alcohol and drugs. And I don't advise anyone to do anything if you're under the influence of alcohol and drugs. Also, your intensity level, 
There's no way you can have 100% intensity during a training session if you're under the influence of alcohol. There have been some occasions where through the years I've trained some people and they were under the influence of alcohol from the night before and they came in early in the a.m. and it led to them being in the restroom for long periods of time and sometimes never fully recovering. So uh, once everything spilled out into the area, then uh, I was forced to, uh, to send them home. And some people have in their mind that they can work the alcohol out of their system by coming to train. But uh, that, that's, that's a myth because you, you basically, once your body gets heated up, you can trigger that alcohol again before it comes out of your system and you can actually be training under the influence or the word we use in layman terms is you're drunk. So I wouldn't advise you to try to train if you're under the influence of alcohol and drugs because your intensity level, you would never be able to reach your 100% intensity level if you are under the influence of alcohol or drugs. And in regard to the nutritional side of alcohol, if you are drinking and you will hear me mention this in several episodes. If you're drinking brown alcohol, so I'm gonna deal with it from the nutritional side. Uh, brown alcohol has sugar in the content. So if a person is drinking brown alcohol nine times out of 10, especially if you're drinking it frequently and your goal is to lose weight, you will always uh, run into a brick wall when it comes to the fact that you're consuming alcohol, especially two, three, four, five times a week. So uh, I'm not against if you drink alcohol in moderation, you know, on occasion, but if you're trying to lose weight, there's no way you're going to reach your goal based on the brown alcohol and the consumption of the brown alcohol and the sugar that's in the brown alcohol. So uh, as your trainer, I try my best to advise you the best I can, but if you did have to drink alcohol, I will advise you to drink white alcohol. So whenever I may have an occasional drink, if I do drink alcohol, it will be vodka because vodka is an alcohol that don't have carbs and then as you know as I've talked about in other episodes the sugar goes into that carb number so if you're taking in vodka it doesn't have carbs so if you have to drink alcohol drink vodka and also for your chaser which is the term we use for your mix, uh, because it's rare. Some people may drink vodka on the rocks, but if you do need a mix, I advise you to drink 
a zero carb cranberry or cran grape or cran mango or cran apple or just uh, squeeze lemon and lime in your vodka. But I wouldn't advise you to drink a brown alcohol. It would be best if you drank a white alcohol. But also with that white alcohol, I still advise you to drink it in moderation. Now more so, I want to touch on the fitness element of the fact that alcohol and fitness can't mix. If you have a goal to, to do a 5K or a 10K, or if you're trying to swim for several laps or go on the golf course or go to the tennis courts or, or jump rope or do some gymnastics, it would be hard to partner these goals and challenges with major alcohol and drug consumption. I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever your age is, you can't out-train alcohol and drug consumption. So many times we see examples in the, in the press, in the news, in the media, where people eventually get exposed if they're athletes and they're doing excessive alcohol, where they're, they're using the alcohol to try to make them feel better and then try to play their sport. So it, it, it would never work. But if you really, really have set a goal for yourself in your fitness arena, if you're trying to get stronger, get faster, have more flexibility, agility, stamina, endurance, and you're consuming a lot of alcohol, it's not going to work. So my advice is, once again, have a time where on occasions, if you consume alcohol, at least let, let there be a 72-hour window of you being sober. But I, you know, really in today's time, um, getting drunk or inebriated is really unacceptable. But if you do have to drink occasionally, you know, try to have your 72-hour window between your training, which means if you have a drink on Friday and you know you're going to train on Tuesday, uh, that's fine. And I also want to touch on some of the other things associated with alcohol that uh, can help you on this journey if you have to consume it. Those sugary mixed drinks like margaritas and whiskey sours and different types of daiquiris that have sugar in them or fruit that's not soluble, I don't advise you to do those type of uh, mixtures in your, in your consumption. So, so just like with the margaritas with the salt, you know, that salt is sodium. Uh, just like the pineapples, which is a sugary fruit, uh, watermelon is a sugary fruit. Grapes are a sugary fruit. So if you have to consume and, and you need something to, to, to chase your alcohol with, 
uh, chase it with soluble fruit instead of sugary fruit like lime and lemon. And if you have to, if you're doing a daiquiri, utilize soluble fruit like banana, like a banana daiquiri or a strawberry daiquiri. And some people do a, a, a blueberry daiquiri, but try not to consume the grapes and the, the pineapples and the watermelon because all of those are sugary fruit. So I say, you may say to yourself, man, my trainer is advising me to drink. No, I'm not advising you to drink, but we all had a human side and, and, uh, I just want to do my best through my expertise and my knowledge to share with you. If you have to do something, you know, I want to put you in the best possible position to still be successful with your goals. So then even in the arena of if you drink beer, because, you know, a lot of people, they drink beer, but they may not drink the Bacchus and the Bourbons and things like that. Uh, I advise you to drink the beer that's that's low carb, the low carb, zero carb beer. You know, it's the best beer. So if you're potentially diabetic and, th and, and things like that, uh, take in zero carbs for your, for your beverage if you drink beer. So, um, so take in the low low carb beer, take in the soluble fruit for your mixed drinks, take in the white alcohol if you have to drink alcohol, which means if you identify a mixed drink, it's best to do a mixed drink that takes white alcohol, which means you're not taking in the carbs, and then you got the soluble fruit in that white alcohol that doesn't have the carbs, so it will help with, with lowering and continue to lower your blood sugar. Also, it'll be less sugary, which will assist you on your journey if your journey is weight loss. So I, I, I wanna always utilize this platform to talk about things from time to time that people really don't talk about. You know, a lot of times people leave certain subject matters alone, but I feel that the Spirit has anointed me to be able to talk about anything within the boundary of health, fitness, nutrition, and motivation. We've been very blessed that people are really becoming engaged in our episodes so I have to give you some updates as well as some ways that I can answer your inquiries from one week to another. So first, uh, we want to update you on the push-up challenge where your trainer is sponsoring St. Jude Hospital in their push-up challenge where each participant has to do 3,000 push-ups during the month of May. So here we are in the middle of May, 
So at this point, your trainer needs to do 1,860 push-ups by May 31st. And we're doing very well. And just to give you a nugget, this past Thursday, within the group session, the 5 p.m. group session at the studio, through sets of 12 and then a final set of 24, myself as well as that training group, we did a total of 324 push-ups. And we have to give ourselves a hand. So we basically started our stretches around 5.05 p.m. this past Thursday. We started the actual movements on the mats at 5.10 p.m. We finished up by 5.50, which included two brief water breaks, and we did a total number of 324 push-ups. I know that's hard to imagine, but once you get into the flow, it, it went pretty well. So I'm confident that through efforts like that, I will be able to get in another 1,860 push-ups with only 16 days remaining. I'm grateful for all the encouragement associated with the push-up contest. Also, through our eight platforms, I've received several inquiries about how to, to reach me during the week. So one way, the best way is to text me at 205-899-7700 and make sure in that text you include your name and how, how I can reach you. And also mention that your inquiry is based on one of the podcast episodes. So that's the best way to reach me at 205-899-7700. It's best to send me a text. I'll respond to those faster. The second way to reach me is at my email address, which is jamesbaldwin at deepsouthbodies.com. That's J-A-M-E-S. B-A-L-D-W-I-N at deep, D-E-E-P, S-O-U-T-H, B-O-D-I-E-S dot com. So I'm very excited that there have been several inquiries about a lot of the information in the episodes. And so I'm looking forward to hearing from you in the future. This podcast episode was sponsored by DSB Fitness Studio, located at 230 Oxmo Circle, Suite 1107, Homewood, Alabama, 35209. A methodical approach to fitness and nutrition.